0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, thank you for downloading, and thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy 12 Kyle. Check this out. <laughs> On this episode, we are celebrating Hip Hop Week. If you've been hiding under a rock or if you've been off the planet, uh, Hip Hop was created this particular week uh, by the great DJ Cool Herc. And in honor of hip-hop, I said this week we were going to drop an episode doing album reviews, talking about hip-hop every day this week, and today is no exception. And um, as you can see, I got some help with me. I got one of my boys in the building, uh, a fellow podcaster, entrepreneur, a guy who's new to the game, but definitely true to the game. Uh, my man Danny Foxworth. Danny, what's good, man?
1: What is good, good people? Thank you, 12 Cow, for having me back on or having me on for the first time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Man, this is this is a dream come true, bro.
0: Seriously. <laughs> Stop, man. Let's rock. Man, listen. Uh, I've been rocking with this dude, and he's been rocking with me. Wow, I don't even know how long. It's it's been a while. It's been a uh, minute. We, yeah, we, we go back, um, both of us from the 843 in South Carolina. Uh, Danny's from Monk's Corner, South Carolina. And um, Danny hosts not one, but two podcasts. And I'm going to tell you, this guy, the one thing that, that I love about both of his podcasts is, the in theory, he's not he has not had a podcast for a long period of time. But he is as polished as... And as dope as you would think That somebody here would have been doing it for 5 or 6 years And I'm not just saying that just because he said But he is solid uh, The host of At The Plate And since we last spoke man Before we even get into the music man How has it been for you just on a personal level Because I remember I remember either you sent me a tweet or a DM saying You know I'm going to start my podcast And it just seems like Literally from overnight Both podcasts have taken off has it been for you uh you know jumping into this podcast game
1: it's been an awesome experience there's definitely some growing pains but you know what they they helped me improve my my podcasting but every week I just I look forward to hopping in the booth and hitting the record button and either manning it solo or chopping it up with my guest and mm-hmm. I'm telling you man this I, I'm it took me a while to get into the podcasting thing mm-hmm. but i'm here and i'm i'm really enjoying it
0: that's all that matters man the fact yes, that you're sir. enjoying it that's all that matters because ultimately it's up to you you know as far as what you get from it and how long how long and how far you want to take it so man i mean like i said i ain't i'm not just blowing smoke man and i've been on your podcast at the plate you got a chance to talk baseball man which is like i told you before it's very rare because you were the only person to have me on their podcast to talk baseball. I've talked about every other sport other than baseball everywhere else. But um, mm-hmm. now was a dope time, anytime I'm talking about my Yankees. Uh, but I brought you on here, man. We're going to talk about a specific album. Uh, this album we're going to talk about, it was the debut album from The Mighty Most Deaf. Uh, you guys know Most Deaf from the group Black Star. Uh, the album was released October 12, 1999. It is called Black on Both Sides. Um, As I was telling Danny like before we came on, and many of you know, I I said this year I wanted to do something a little different and celebrate hip-hop as hip-hop is turning 50. And I didn't want to necessarily do, because I do periodically throughout the year, we do album reviews and stuff like that. I wanted to do something where an album wasn't turning 10 years old or 15 years old or 20 years old or 30 years, 35, however. And um, I wrote down a list of albums. And what's interesting was the albums that I picked, I wanted to do albums that I hadn't touched before and possibly any artists that I hadn't touched before. And um, when I gave Danny the selection of albums that he could choose from, uh, I had in my mind that he was going to pick this one. And uh, and he did. So um, so let's get into it, man. Um, Black on both sides again, October 12th, 1999. Let's go back, man. What a... What would Do you have a special or first memories about either your how you got this album or how it came to you and you know just your overall thoughts of you know like when you first heard it for the first couple of times
1: Man well I was first familiar with Most Def through um I think it was the first soundbomb and he had mm-hmm. a song he had a song I want to think I think it was called like 2000 Seasons or something like that and it was that and then when he was on the stakes is high album with a uh, that's on big brother beat and i'm like yo who is this dude man mm-hmm. he is dope and then Blackstar album comes out and i was like yo that, that that that's that was the hook that was the hook line and sinker right there yeah, honestly i'm not the biggest fan of Quali. Mm-hmm. i mean I, I tolerate him but man i just i couldn't get enough of most death man especially that um that that brown skinned lady and um god his verse on um it was uh thieves in the night that's those that those were the verses that, that really made me become a fan of his mm-hmm. yeah and, I'm, I'm go ahead go no ahead, go ahead. <clears throat> and then um god uh respiration too can't i yes. can't leave respiration out yes the picture he painted on his verse
0: Mhm. Crazy, crazy. I um, much like you, man. I'm, not. I'm. I'm not. Re- I am not i can not say I'm not a fan. I'm not as big a fan of Quali. I'm less of a fan now, um, because some of the way he handles himself on social media. But that's another story for another day. Understood. Um, but his MC, at least for me, when I heard, much like you, I I heard most the first time on Sound Bombing. And I think I heard him on a couple of mixtapes, maybe a clue tape before the black star album came out. And then when the black star album came out, I'm sure like you, you were kind of like hanging on to every single verse that most they had. And so you look forward to hearing him rhyme. And it was just like, he was just taking off as a, as an MC. And um, I can't remember getting wind of this album, but I just remember going to the store and actually purchasing it um you know this is this again this is 99 so you probably could have found it online and you know illegally downloaded it but um i most devils of my man at the time so i was like i gotta go buy this i remember going to the to the um i went i got this at um tower records in atlanta and um and i just remember a lot of people were there and i just remember There was a dude standing in front of me he had the cd too he was like yo he was like man i can't wait to hear he was he was talking i wasn't really you know i wasn't paying attention at first because i thought he was talking to somebody else and he was like yo i can't wait to hear this i can't wait to hear this and i was like yeah me too and um yeah it, it was um that album that album was was special when i heard it and i just i knew i had to um you know have a review for it um so when we talk about this album man uh, ninety nine was a, you know, transformational year. It, it ninety the music that came out ninety nine didn't necessarily look and feel, um, like the music did earlier in the nineties. Um, you know, we had had the east, we had the west. Well, well, let me take that back. We had the west first, that was dominant, and then we had the east come back. Um, unfortunately, we lost Biggie and Pac in the nineties. So we're we're by the time this album comes in October of ninety nine, we're moving closer and closer to two thousand. Where was maybe not necessarily physically, but where was Danny Foxworth as a fan with when it came to hip hop, and you know where were you you know like in your mindset as far as a listener?
1: It's interesting because it was like there was this big divide between like no limit and like say <laughs> raucous and what's interesting is i'm a big fan of both it was mm. nothing for me to listen to skullduggery and then turn right around and listen to company flow mm. i remember i was at the time gosh i was uh like back in 98 i think i was a senior in high school and okay. i had a job washing cars at a uh, hoover chrysler dodge and it was me and two other people and it's like Every Monday, Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, we'd listen to one album from beginning to end and then just just like binge listen, binge listen to that album. And then Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays, it would be another album. So like Monday, Wednesday and Friday, we played the Mystical Unpredictable album. (laughs) Then Tuesday, Thursday and Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, we played um, Jay-Z, In My Lifetime, Volume 1. Just like polar opposites. But I mean, I just for me as far as listening to hip-hop i I listen to pretty much everything
0: no doubt no doubt so what was that like i mean you that's a pretty wide range from going from somebody like you said like company flow or raucous um to no limit because no limit at that particular time the tank was rolling yeah. i mean like they literally were putting out music with at, at least every two weeks maybe
1: for sure for sure and like i would have the no like the album covers like the advertisements for like the upcoming albums i had them mm-hmm. plastered on my wall i mean mm-hmm. i was i was fully invested like every week i was going to uh manifest discs and tapes in in charleston shout south the carolina manifest.
0: shout out to manifest
1: man what you know about manifest man,
0: come on man we had a manifest in florence we had one. i used to when are I, you when serious I... yeah there was a manifest in florence at wow. the magnolia mall and then magnolia. if i if I, if I didn't go to magnolia mall in my hometown of florence south carolina i would go to manifest in columbia and that's wow. where i would get that was, that's where i would get music from when i was in college yeah i mean most of the time i would be we had a record store in um orangeburg where i went to south carolina state and um i would get most of my music from there but like let's say if i was in columbia if i just made a road trip to columbia which is you know only 30 miles from orangeburg Yeah. Um. Always had to stop by Manifest because Manifest had something. Manifest you could get stuff that you couldn't necessarily get in the record stores in the mall and stuff. So.
1: Yeah, and they had local Uh, artists too, which which was always a was a big plus for me.
0: Yes, they they heavily promoted local artists. Um, if you had any local artists that were performing in the area, you could find out about it there as as well. So. Yeah, you you just took me back with Manifest. man i ain't, I ain't thought about manifest <laughs> in about five or six years um when it comes to this album um <clears throat> one of the things I think is uh that doesn't really get talked about a lot but there was some very very solid production on this album. What did you think mm-hmm. about the production?
1: I love the production <clears throat> it was just it was such it's so the production was dope but it was also incredibly varied mm mm-hmm. I mean, like it's like one song. It, this one song production, the one song's production does not sound like the next song, mm-hmm. and that was that was a, that was a, a treat to me, just listening to that. I'm like, man, boy, he threw me for a loop there. Right, man, he threw me for a loop here. Whoa, what? I didn't expect him to go down this road. And
0: come indeed to eighty eight keys premiere, Ayatollah. Uh, D Prosper, Ali Shaheed Muhammad from a tribe called Quest Psycho, LES, uh, DJ Etch and Sketch, David Kennedy, just to name a few. Um, he had some, you know, while they might have, might not have been quote unquote household names, he had some bangers on here. He um, did. And the album runtime is 71 minutes, so a little over an hour, um, which would be, uh, by today's standards, a, a, a album that was way too long. Um, but uh I didn't. It's funny, man, because even when I listen to this album to this day, it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like a long album. Does it feel like that to you?
1: Mm-mm. It doesn't.
0: Now, when you play it, do you do you skip it around or do you just play it all the way through?
1: I play it all the way through. Okay. Okay. I'm, I may skip one song.
0: <clears throat> okay. And we'll we'll get to that in just a second. Uh Again, this was the debut album for Most Dev. Um debut solo album for most deaf. Uh, and again, I, I didn't I just remember hearing it for the first time after, after purchasing it and I was I was very surprised uh, not that I didn't think he could do it, but just the way the album flowed um, just his overall temperament throughout the album, his subject matter, which we'll talk about in just a second. Yes, Um, was very, very key, I think. Um, I think one of the things that stood out to me, just on a personal note, was that if you follow hip-hop, where hip-hop was going, you know, hip-hop at that particular time, a lot of it was shiny suits. It was flossy. It was about how much money you had. And we had come from, you know, the gangster rap, if you will, um, in the early and mid-90s. And then so here it is, you have this album, this collection of songs, most deaf, and it's none of that. You know what I'm saying? None. Yeah. He 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 gave it to you raw and he gave he gave you different elements of, of hip hop in in this album. Um what what did you take from it overall as far as your um you know your thoughts on the album?
1: I'm gonna keep it real with you, man. Mm-hmm. Black on both sides is my favorite rap album ever. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, no wonder you picked
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't get enough for that album, bro.
0: Wow. Favorite hip-hop album of all time. Now, notice, folks, he said his favorite. He didn't say the best. Not best. He didn't say it was the greatest album of all time. He said his favorite. Okay.
1: Without a doubt.
0: Wow. That's what's up and that that i did not expect but that that is <laughs> that is that is a great place for us to start there um this album was very critically acclaimed um again when i was particularly when we talk album reviews i never talk about uh you know how much it sold i to the, even to this day i don't know how much it sold i think it probably sold i think it went gold i think eventually i believe um, so okay but um got four and a half mics in the source um and it's, it was a very, very complete album from top to bottom. Um, and it was something that I think, just for me and my friends, it felt very refreshing. I ain't gonna lie, because a lot of us, Danny, and I'm pretty sure you probably went through the same thing, probably knew people who were getting a little tired of where rap was and hip hop was,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, with the commercialism on one side and the gangsterism on another side, and it was just... Everybody was trying to look the same, and it wasn't about being original anymore. And this album, at least to me, was just refreshing. Um, so so how does, even before we get into the track listing and go through these tracks, how does this album become Danny Foxworth's favorite hip-hop album of all time?
1: Because he rapped about stuff that is And like particular subject matter that i haven't heard hadn't heard anybody else rap about Mm -hmm. the man rapped about water (laughs) i mean who who else do you know is rapping about water like the use like how it's beneficial and how people take it for granted water Mm -hmm. water and making it sound dope and not preachy yeah just real matter of fact about it
0: Mm -hmm. exactly exactly um so let's get into it man track one uh fear not of man i think this is a very good opening track what, what did you take from this one
1: i love it he was just laying the groundwork for, for uh laid the groundwork for the album and got into it just had a monologue about how hip-hop is like what hip-hop is supposed to be like he's like if we're smoked Whatever's going on in hip hop is whatever's going on with us. He said, if we're smoked out, hip hop's gonna be smoked out. If we're doing all right, hip hop's gonna be doing all right. He said, hip-hop is not some, he's like, hip hop is not some giant that comes down <laughs> from the from the mountaintop to visit the, the village people. <laughs> I was like, he he was getting into it, man.
0: I love that part too. Yeah. I love that part. And 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 that, like you said, that monologue I think is very key, and it's something that Honestly, we probably didn't talk about it as much as we probably should have, but um, he's right. Yeah, wherever we are, that's where hip hop is going to be. If we're yep. not focused, hip hop ain't going to be focused. If we're, you know, focused on the wrong things, hip hop is going to be focused on the wrong things. We're smoked out. If we're rapping about drugs, and you know, that's where hip hop is going to be. So, um, <clears throat> I think he was very uh, prophetic, if you will, as far as like where we were, and more importantly, where we were going.
1: Uh, then we get into track two, uh, hip-hop. Uh, oh, man. Talk to me about this one. Whoo! Speech is my hammer. Bang the world into space and I let it fall. Damn, <laughs> my restlessness is my nemesis. It's hard to really chill and sit still. Committed a page. I'll write a rhyme. Sometimes I won't finish for days. Mm. That's how you, That's how you start an album. Yes. I mean, he got right to it.
0: Right to it. When he said I write a rhyme it may not finish it for days. That's even the artist in most people can relate to that, you know. Um, I love that. I mean, you know, and I and I just that song particular reminds me of like my first couple of listens, and then I remember hearing this song, and I was like, Oh, oh, we on this? I was like, Oh, and that's when I kind of in my mind, I told myself. He, he's got something here you know he he's on to something and he's making it happen um <clears throat> then we get to track three produced by 88 keys called love what would you think about this one
1: love it man real mellow real mellow and he just he just he rides the beat so well man mm-hmm. i mean s- starts to starts the song off with the rock him like i'll start to think and then i sink into the paper like, I was, I was in, it. when I'm writing, I'm trapped in between the lines. I escape when I finish my rhyme. I was like, this guy, man. Yeah. and that, that lineage, man.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that I really appreciated about it because it lets you know, like, hey, he's a student of the game, you know? Um, I think, and we didn't really see that. And it, not only just being a student of the game, but he also, in that line, He's paying homage to, you know, Rakim, somebody who came before him. And that wasn't something that we saw a lot in hip hop at that particular time. So um, love that joint. Uh, then we get to track four, the lead single, Miss Fat Booty. Talk to me about this so one, Danny. So
1: good. So good. <clears throat> so good. And I mean, because some of it, because some of the, the what he was rapping about, I can relate to see you know seeing a chick in the club you know specific, particularly the <clears throat> ass so fat that you could see it from the front come on man. bro come oh on, man. man took me back to them days when i was i used to be in the end zone and in, in uh, the the diplomat back mm. back home and back in north charleston mm-hmm. and seeing this chick at the bar and just same same and funny enough her name was also sharice say word. Yeah, I was like, man, this is hitting a little too close to home. You you got a story for us or something? <laughs> it, it's it's not much of a story. She okay. she turned me down. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I I I uh I approached her, you know. I just she was just she was looking too good, and mm-hmm. she was like, no, thank you. Wow. Um, and she left and danced with her girls. I'm like, <laughs> all right, charge it to the game.
0: She gonna see this podcast and be mad.
1: <laughs> like,
0: man, i knew i should have. i knew i should have talked to that dude look at him now he's got two podcasts and he's doing his thing
1: yeah starting on him yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I love that record man and, he just, him, and man. just him talking about the the ang- like the hurt that she was putting him through mm-hmm. you know, and then she co- he comes to the club and sees him sees her doing lay me down lick me up with another chick and i was like oh mm-hmm. So this is how it ends. Yeah,
0: okay. I, didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't foresee that ending. <laughs> me even. Yeah, it, it's um the thing I always say on this podcast, man, and you know you've heard me say this before. Very relatable content. <clears throat> We've all seen. There's not any guy listening to this episode that has not seen that one chick in the club, and she's bad, and you try to talk to her, and for whatever reason, it doesn't pop off, you know, and then. Maybe later you you know you cross paths or whatever like that, but it, you know at least for a short period of time and throughout the story, you know it worked for most. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, it didn't uh, it didn't end well for him. <laughs> but I, I think the thing that I took one of the things that I took away and that I always take away from this is that <clears throat> he take he goes back because you and I grew up on in an era where you had to be able to tell stories with your rhymes. You know, it, it wasn't right. just about you know, spitting a thousand bars, but like you had sto- your story rhymes help define you as an MC. You know, you show me <clears throat> a lineup of the dope or people that we would consider to be the dopest MCs ever, and I'll say, hey, they got to have a story run. They got to have some dope story rhymes at some point, you know, in their discography. And um, I, I really enjoyed this one because, uh, you know, most uh, he he put it out there, man. He put it out
1: there. He did
0: and this i think this is a dope lead single um then we get to track five speed law what you got for track five speed law
1: i like that one too had a mm-hmm. nice tempo to it and the fact that he mentioned dale he might be the first rapper to ever mention dale earnhardt in a song permanent it like tattoos and birthmarks third degree burn marks driving on tracks like dale earnhardt i was like hold on now
0: yeah i i don't think anybody else at least up to that point had mentioned dale earnhardt before
1: yeah, but I, I love that record. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, same here, same here. That that one fits well, I think, on the album. Then we get to track six. Uh, his first feature, uh, Do It Now with the great Buster Rhymes. Um, what'd you think about that one, man? This is the one I skip. Really? Yeah. Oh,
1: wow. Ow. Yeah. Right, well, tell me why you skip it. Man, just... I don't know, man. It's like I, I don't know what it is about Buster. it's like okay, I go so back not and listen to his Buster stuff. I, I am a Bus fan, but I gotta take him in small doses nowadays. Gotcha. It's like makes he sense. just it makes yeah, just like real real gruff, real aggressive, and he don't be saying shit sometimes, man. And it was like it just it 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 bothers me. And it you know, and it really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But in this instance it does. <laughs> You know, what's
0: funny that you say that because my boy e- collected. shout out to E, he says the same thing about Bus. He's like, I can't like, and cause he had, we were talking, I think we were talking off air after we finished recording one time
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, <clears throat> he asked me about, I want to say he asked me about if I purchased a Busta Rhymes album. No, you know what? We were talking about Bus's discography mm-hmm. and, um. He says something about like something to the effect of he loved you know the coming, and he says something to the effect of like I haven't listened to his discography in its entirety since you know since the coming like that was the last album that he was in on on bus, and you know that was like the coming was what his second album was it first that was his album? first album first album okay yeah so um so anyway uh I told him that that I I think I can't remember the name of the album that I bought but the last Bust of Rhymes album I bought. With the one with the red and black cover. I can't r I can never remember the name of the damn Anarchy. Album. Anarchy. There you go.
1: Because that was Anarchy. the last one I bought.
0: And and I love that album. But like you said, with buses but particularly that particular time, yeah. You had to take him in dosing. Now that you know, you ain't gonna be riding to church listening to, listen to Buster Rhymes, you know. So yeah. um, but I actually I like this song, man. Um Okay, I like I like the back and forth between him and Bus. Um and it's interesting because we talked about this on, on a lot of podcasts and stuff that even in the albums that we love, there can be a song or songs that we don't like, that we skip.
1: Yeah. It happens. He's like there, that.
0: Yeah. It's very few albums that you could probably... And I don't even want to use the word perfect, and I definitely don't want to use the word classic, but let's say the creme de la creme of albums, you know, there's some songs that you may or may not want to hear like we um eclectic and I talked about um uh it takes a nation of to millions to hold us back
1: mm-hmm.
0: he he don't like the last track I'm like yeah it's okay you know if I mean <clears throat> and, was that, and uh,
1: that was a party for your right to fight yeah 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 I get it I get it and see, I but see, that one too
0: but but my my point to him was was that um one the album came out in 88. I didn't have CDs in 88 I had to take yeah. so guess what? It's the last song on the tape. I might as well listen to it. You see what I'm saying? So write it I, out. I, yeah, I kind of landed on that by default. But now his thing was, well, now when I get to that song, I'm fast forwarding to the end of the tape. I was like, oh, well, okay, I get it, you know. But you know, it's not, not necessarily a popular song, but that but that's it's interesting. I, I did not think when you said that this is your favorite. I, I didn't think if if there was a song that you skip, I didn't think it'd be that one. Um <laughs> Then we get to track seven, Got. Mm. Talk to me about Got.
1: Cautionary tale.
0: Man, listen, another story, (sighs) Ron.
1: At the gambling spot and your hand is mad hot. Got. This is how you get, bro. Mm -hmm. He was dropping gems. To this day. I mean, people just, that hubris, man. People Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, I've got all this money and this jewels. And i can just post up wherever and nothing's gonna happen to me that's not how it works it don't work like that he said See, I'm, i like to have space. nice yeah go ahead no, go ahead so i like to have nice things just like you but i'm from brooklyn, brooklyn. certain shit you just don't do, don't do like how posting when you're all alone or how posting when you're far from home mm.
0: yes yeah he he, he laid down the, the, the rules basically for the do's and don'ts you know he said the harder yeah. you get flash harder you get flashed on flashed you on. Know. Yep. Um very very much a cautionary tale. You know it's funny, man, people don't listen to that. And I think mm-hmm. that was I think that was very key for him to put that on the album because you know, again to your point what you mentioned earlier, he's rapping about stuff that you don't normally hear on an album. And, I mean, he diver- he he devotes an entire song to you know, watching yourself and not getting robbed. Yep. Um cuz the streets is hungry and the streets always going to be hungry. So it is what it is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then we get to track eight, another single. Umi says, uh, "What you got on this one, man?"
1: Dog, I play this record every morning when I wake up. Really? Literally every morning when I wake up, man. Wow. Yeah, I just I get up, I play this, I play this song, drink my water, do my stretches, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm good. I'm set for the rest of the day.
0: Wow, that's what's up. Yeah, I, this one right here, Danny, never gets old for me. Me. Never gets old. Um, you know, this is this what I call vintage most deaf. And um it, it it's it's one of those songs that it's it's just a feel good song. Like it and and I think it's always good, particularly in hip hop, particularly when we hear and see so much of what we see on a day to day basis. It's good to put have that one song or two that you can put on and it, it can change your mood, you know, and and this. You're not going. There's no way you can listen to the song and not tap your feet, or bob your head, or sing along for that matter. So, one hundred percent. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Still love it to this day. Um, <clears throat> then we get to track nine, which you talked about a little earlier. New World Water, man. Talk to me about that one,
1: man. New World Water make the tide rise high, <laughs> come inland and make the house go by. Mm-hmm. Just oh man, there's so many. There's so many. Things that water does that we re- we really take water for granted. We really
0: do. I mean, and it, it's something that I've never, I mean, like you think about it, but I, I never really thought about it until I heard this song. Not in detail, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So you can take, ah, uh, what are you saying, that's like it don't, I can't even remember what he said. Like, things about to get real wild on the app. You'd be buying Evian just to take a fucking bath. Yeah. <laughs> Used to say he used to have minerals and zinc in it. Now they say it got mm-hmm. lead and zinc in it. Fluorocarbons mm-hmm. and monoxide got the fish looking cockeyed. Cockeyed. <laughs> I mean, golly boy. He was just that was a that was a, a, a thorough that was a thorough song about water, which yeah, I've it, never heard another rapper ever do.
0: I don't think I've heard anybody rap more than four bars about water. Yeah, I don't. I mean. <clears throat> if, if they're out there maybe point them to me but none come to mind I- I immediately for me um then we get to track 10 rock and roll
1: this was a little different what would you think about this one i like this one it was it was a welcome departure like the he started off with the with the slow you know they sing songs for inspiration they mm-hmm. sing songs for relaxation they sing songs to take their mind up off that fucked up situation yep i mean just it's like really no 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 structure to it he's just mm-hmm. going with the flow singing along mm-hmm. with it and then he started he started getting into the the, the white rock and roll artists asses mm-hmm. like you didn't start this right <clears throat> you may dig on the rolling stones but they ain't come up with that shit on their own nope I was like, okay, this is where we're going. All right, let's 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 go. Let's take a ride.
0: I loved it. I loved it, man. I think um I remember hearing it for the first time. I was like, you know, like you're doing something. And then you're like, wait a minute, man, where did this come from? Like, because he, he gets into it. And, you know, as he gets deeper and deeper into the song, then you kind of catch it all, catch it all, all. And you're like, oh, okay. Now I see how he got to this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Yeah, I love this joint, man. I love this joint. And again, I think it's funny because I remember having this conversation with one of my boys back in the day. And he made a good point. He said, He said, look, if most Deaf was on Def Jam, he's like, This doesn't, this record doesn't make this album. This particular oh, song no. don't make this album. I'm like, no, 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 no. like, because Def Jam had a formula and you had to yeah. stick to that formula. You gotta have your club yeah. records, you gotta have your street records, you gotta have the for the ladies, you gotta have the dead homies record, you gotta have, you know. <laughs> you know unless you hold for somebody like that you can't necessarily deviate too far off that path right um but yeah man i love that joint um <clears throat> then we get to track 11 where his counterpart his partner in crime Taleb kwali shows up on oh, know that what'd you think about this one
1: i dug it mm-hmm. i dug it you no know, kwali notwithstanding right you know he was i was i wasn't mad at what what Quali was spitting mm-hmm and they always have a they ha, they, they all, just generally they have a good rapport mm-hmm. good good chemistry so I, I didn't have any problems with this record yeah i thought it was solid it wasn't
0: it it wasn't that i didn't like it um it wasn't skippable <clears throat> but um i thought it was solid i thought it was real solid and it was good because we got a chance to see quali and and i think there were a lot of fans of most Deaf that probably would have been upset if he had done this album and quality didn't show up on at least one track so they gave the people what they wanted so I wasn't mad at that um, then we get to track 12 uh, Climb featuring the lovely Vinia Mojica uh, what did you think about Climb?
1: Vinia Mojica automatically gets a pass for me again just 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 vibing mm-hmm. I mean no real, no real rhyme or reason to it they're just vibing Right, people climb into the night, like <laughs> cool world. Like, I'm all in, all in.
0: I will say this as much as I love Vinny and Mojica, this is the skip for me. Okay, I gotta be, I gotta be, I, I, I have to be in the mood for it. If I'm Understood in the mood, it. I'll listen. If I'm not in the mood, I'm like, eh, skip.
1: But I'm uh, at that,
0: but, it, but it's a decent song, it's a decent song. I, I yeah. think um, I think over a period of time, it, it grew on me because at one point in time, Danny, it was just a straight skip. All the, you know, like it was just nah, yeah.
1: I don't want to hear that. Oh, over it.
0: over a period of time, um, it, it 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 resonated more and more with me. So um, I can dig it. But it just depends on how I feel. If it's if this is Saturday, I'm in the car and it's on, you know, I, I might listen. If I'm in the house cleaning up, I might not. You know what I'm saying? It just depends. Mm-hmm. Um, track. 13 Brooklyn Tyler I mean not Tyler most death talks about the place where he's from man what you think about this one
1: I love this record man I love this record I'm a a, a trilogy like the beat switches three different times Mm -hmm. man it's like it goes from one beat and then it goes to the um oh god I can't even remember the sample that we live in Brooklyn babe
0: yeah yeah um oh I know exactly where that's where that's from too I'm gonna think of it probably by the time we finish recording
1: <clears throat> and then and then the third beat he switches to who shot you I was like mm-hmm. whoa Brooklyn the habitat the place where they happen at mm-hmm. yeah man I, I I the the one
0: thing that I wish would have happened with this album I wish this would have been a single with a video yeah I think it would have been dope i think it would have been dope and i don't necessarily know why they did or didn't um but i would have i would have loved for it to happen um but yeah that's that's one of my favorite tracks on the album and like you said from the beat switching and the beat switches two or three times and honestly at that particular time in hip-hop that didn't happen a lot of course it happens mm-hmm. a lot now but you didn't get that a lot so You know, they they did their thing on that one. Um, Then track 14, you just mentioned a little bit
1: earlier, Habitat. What do you think about this one? We all got to have the place that we come from. This place that we come from is called Home. I love this record. We set out on our Mm travels and we do the best we can. We walk this great big earth where we roam. Yeah, man. I love it, man.
0: That's the joint. Um, <clears throat> I like I like this one because it just really shows like most dev wasn't afraid to try anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think um, you know, at that particular time you had people like Andre 3000 that was very experimental. I mean, obviously Q tip has always been very experimental in the studio, but um I like this man. I really like this because you know, most most can carry a tune. I, I'm not gonna sit and say you can sing. But he can he can carry a tune and he doesn't come off as you know overdoing it or over trying or corny for that matter when he does right. you know sing or whatever like that <clears throat> and he's not off key. He knows what he's doing. Very, very talented brother, man. I, I'm with you, man. I, I like this joint. Um then track fifteen, featuring the aforementioned Q-tip, uh Mr. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> talk to yeah. me about
1: mr Nigger. i love this record man and uh, again this stuff that he did not a whole lot of rappers i hear talk about man mm-hmm. like <laughs> just going going into an establishment and you know the this the the, the waiters looking you up and down the host mm-hmm. and hostess they looking you up and down like why are you here you're not supposed to be here like that that whole, that, that that song it, it does it for me
0: yeah i love it i love the subject matter of you know in the perspective from which he's coming from you know like he talks about um <clears throat> being in first class and they thinking he in the wrong seat mm-hmm. then, the, then the ladies oh can you sign my kid's autograph you know and they're like he don't even you only and he's thinking to himself like you don't even know who i am right you know but if but i a knew you while
1: he's like if i know you would have coming if you if i knew you would have come i would have bought you a cake should have just got some shoe polish and paint my face, face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I I love that joint man it, it is um you know it it speaks to us on a different level because it makes you think also of you know sometimes what they go through um mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure he wrote that and spoke that from personal experience um but yeah man I mean like that's got to be tough when you are when you're thinking okay well hey I'm this. Music artist, I've made it to this level, got out, got myself out the hood, and I'm doing well for myself and well for my business, what have you. And I'm doing all these great things, I'm loved by these people. And this is what you see yeah, you, you, you think you see Mr. Nigger, you know, exactly. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, this is probably my second favorite song on the album. Um, then we get to track 16 mathematics produced by the world famous dj premier man what you got on this
1: one for charlie hustle two for steady rock three for the forthcoming live future shock it's five dimensions six sense, six senses seven firmaments of heaven to hell eight million stories to tell golly man bars <sighs> <It's>, i, <clears throat> I can I, I don't have any like extra superlatives for this record man this is yeah. banger
0: I, I tweeted this out the other day because I was listening to it. Young Gloves can, can't spell, but they can rock you, you in PlayStation. You PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite track on the album, man. I, I love it. I mean, Premier obviously laced him with a crazy beat. Yes, he did. But um man, listen, there's so much truth in it just about everything that he's saying in this. And it's it's also a cautionary tale. like, look, he's looking down the road and you know, kind of giving you some gems to um to chew on and i think one of the things that was also key is that you know much like a lot of other really good mcs in that era in the era before i think most def does a really good job of telling you what you need to hear but but not coming off as preachy you know what i'm saying yeah
1: i got 16 to 32 bars to rock it but only 15 percent of profits ever my see my pocket my <laughs> pocket like sixty nine billion in the last twenty years was spent on national defense, but folks still live in fear.
0: Still live, man. That's that's a bar in and of itself. Yeah. Still live in fear.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, now I got that, nothing bad to say about that record.
0: That that song, and I want to say, but I, and I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb because I, I can't verify it. I'm not. gonna look it up. If y'all need to check me, check me. I think that made the hip hop quotable in the source. I'm it almost did. certain that. It, okay, okay. It did i was about to say because you could really pick a verse
1: yeah you really could
0: yeah you could pick a verse and it it wouldn't matter i mean and then the album ends um with uh may december um which i love is is no rapping on it but it's just an instrumental but it's a it's a vibe and it's a hell of a way to close out an album yeah man hell of a way to close out an album hell of a way to close out an album um as i mentioned 71 minutes so a little over an hour um but just an incredible album from top to bottom um with see, well you already said it's your favorite album what do you get what do you, what do you i don't want to phrase it what do you think what do you is is there any thought any difference in the thoughts that you have now about this album as opposed to when it came out in 99
1: um I just listened to uh the song with Buster Rhymes less but other than mm-hmm. that
0: <laughs>
1: other than that no my feelings still remain the same mm-hmm. just I mean just uh, incredible album incredible yeah. album yeah same, he, same like and just like you alluded to he he wasn't afraid to just branch out and take risks mm-hmm. and just like go outside of the the standard structure it was something that Chuck D said in an interview while back just dealing with like the standard structure and rap songs and he always said why does everything have to be 16 bars like why can't it be a hot 17 bars or why can't it be a hot 13 and a half bars Mm -hmm. and that that always stood out to me What when he said that i'm like man it's like most of he's just coloring outside the lines whenever he feels like doing it Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel forced it just it feels organic and it's dope
0: and i think that's the key you said it, it doesn't feel forced I think if it were for us, you know, as a fan, as particularly a fan of his and a fan of music, you, you'd see it and feel it and hear it. But yeah. you don't. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's it's an incredible piece of work. Um, before I get you out of here, man, I, I gotta ask, because we always we always do this anytime we talk about music. Uh, it got four and a half mics in the source. So, Danny Foxworth. Yes, sir. If you're handing out the mics, how many mics is black on both sides going to get
1: from you man i would give it i'd give it four and a half two just okay. just off this just off the strength of the um the buster rhyme song
0: okay hmm yeah i gotta yeah, agree if, if i
1: omit that yeah. it, it gets five for me
0: i gotta agree i think if, if you take the if you take the climb song off for me yeah it's 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 really touching if you take climb off even though i don't have a problem with may december most people probably would take it off but i think you keep that on and it's still um it's four and a half mics and i think it's a a very solid four and a half mics um this album the one thing i well amongst other things that i love about this album is that and i'm pretty sure you you do the same I can listen to it doing just about anything.
1: Yep.
0: It doesn't matter if I'm in the car. Doesn't matter if I'm cleaning the house. Um, you can just throw it on, you know, and and, and you're gonna vibe, man. I, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel old, doesn't feel dated. Nope. Um, his subject matter, as we can tell, you know, has not changed, and you know, his subject matter really has stood the test of time as far as you know as far as we're concerned yeah um and even listening to it man i just i wish that there were more albums like this particularly at that particular time in in
1: 1999. i agree i I could not agree more man
0: yeah man Yeah, yeah so black on both sides man but before we get out of here danny man tell folks where they can find you tell them where they can find you on social media tell them where they can find you and find the podcast as well
1: man appreciate the floor uh you can find me on instagram at danny foxworth 843 you can find me on twitter at foxworth danny and i do a baseball podcast called at the plate with danny foxworth where i just basically talk to people about their favorite baseball team and then i have another podcast called since we last spoke with danny foxworth where it's more general discussion like i'll talk about what i'm going through or i'll have guests on to, to highlight their talents Sometimes we'll have, uh, we'll do like tournament themed episodes. I did one for snack chips. I recently did a tournament for French fries. It's just a cornucopia of, uh, of subject matter. And you can find all of those on all streaming platforms. You can find the video on YouTube. If you go to my channel, Danny Fox, which is also Danny Fox with 843 and subscribe to that channel. That'd be greatly appreciated. And Kyle, thank you for having me on
0: man I, I told you when you had me on yours i I'd, I'd have you back on mine um and then I, and trust me this won't be the last time you're on here man because we we vibe like that and 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 danny's been listening for a long time so i definitely appreciate you for doing that um oh, shout
1: out shout out the shoe show episode
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know i think i think that was the first episode you heard or at least that's the first yep uh, yeah because you you tweeted me and you was like he was like, man, you from Florence? I was like, yeah. And he was like, man, oh, man, I heard this episode about the shoe show. And I was like, oh, snap. So we, we laughed about that. and It just kind of took <laughs> off from there.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, man, definitely check it out. You don't have to be a baseball fan to listen to At The Plate. But I think if you are a baseball fan or if you have memories of baseball growing up, because I think even listening to his podcast, sometimes I hear people on there and they talk about, you know just i remember danny mentioned something about um uh it was you mentioned it was i think it was inside inside baseball major league baseball in inside baseball or something like that. It's the show that used to come on saturdays <clears throat>
1: uh this week in baseball
0: this week in ba- i knew it i know i was gonna forget the name this week in baseball yeah. um with uh was it mel allen yep yep mel allen and so you don't have to necessarily be a baseball fan to listen to that podcast but you know, Danny, like you said, in both podcasts, man, this brother gives it up. Um, very cool, very laid back episodes, much like what you heard on here. Um, you guys have been listening to this podcast, so I assume that you know where to go. But if not, um, 12 Kyle podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, from time to time, we drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. Um, if you want to follow me, uh, it's 12 Kyle across the board, 12 Kyle podcast on all socials. If you feel so inclined, hit us up on Cash App, dollar sign, T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. That's going to do it for us. Again, celebrating hip-hop week, hip-hop turning 50. Uh, We were talking about Black on Both Sides by the Mighty Most Deaf uh, for my man, Danny Foxworth. I am your boy, 12 Kyle, and we'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.